This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Knock that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You want to take down the firm, Mike? So you can get laid? And maybe for you, relationships are all about getting laid, but not for me. I actually care about her. Weren't you just with that other girl last week? Isn't that what led to Jessica making me fire you in the first place? What are you saying? You're saying that I can't date Rachel? You date Rachel or don't. I don't care, but you're not going to tell her. I can't be in a relationship based on a lie. Then I guess you have your answer. But being honest with her about this, that is off the table. There is no about this. I'm either honest with her or I'm not. You tell her and you're done. Suits season two, episode two is over. And if you're ready to hear us talk about the choice, then suits yourself. I'm Rob Sestrino back here with the guy who just got back from the podcaster omelet bar. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Rob, I'm good. I'm great. Yeah, I'm great. This is is exciting. I love an omelet bar. How are you, Rob? Doing very well. Uh, I've got uh, podcasting into my brand new dictaphone here so uh, that we are ready to go. Top of the line dictaphone. Stop saying that. (laughs) You don't like that? I hate it. I hate it so much. Just podcast into your phone. You don't need one of those. (laughs) Yeah. I guess in 2012, this is uh, what you did. You needed a dictaphone. I was alive in 2012, and I did I did not need a dictaphone. I'm mm-hmm. good. I enjoyed the phone that I had. It was not a dictaphone, I assure you. <laughs> yeah, you know, we haven't really talked about uh, the air dates uh, for this, so I'm imagining this is what? Uh, this original air date, June 14th, 2012. So uh, I guess, that could you not just record the, the, voice, the voice notes, or I guess maybe the dictaphone, maybe from some of the associates, uh, listeners, who could tell us, like maybe in the legal world, dictaphone is still a hot item. I, I, I highly doubt it. I've never seen an advertisement for this kind of thing. And maybe maybe it's just above my pay grade. I don't know. I'm the, I don't make dictaphone money or I don't have a dictaphone job. Rob, if you wanted me to use a dictaphone, I would. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really just don't think there's a point, you know, like we have Twitter poll. Twitter poll. Should Chappelle use his dictaphone? <laughs> yeah. How do you spell that? Mm-hmm. I think D-I-C-T-A-P-H-O-N-E. I'll, I'll try my best. I'll sound it out. If I can't yeah. get it, they'll figure it out. But it just seems like an old school thing. Like, I feel like Don Draper, like, would walk around with a dictaphone. Like, note to self. Did Don Draper have a dictaphone? I think he I did. I think he did. Yeah, I think he did. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I remember watching Mad Men, but I think I would have known of the dictaphone that came up. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. you just say, like, hey, S-I-R-I. Uh, hey, mm-hmm. uh, A-L-E-X-A. Remind mm-hmm. me, bop, 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 and then it'll say like the thing completely wrong. Do you use that feature? I do. I only use Ale- oh, 
I only use uh, these people, these these <laughs> these people's names, uh, whenever I need to set an alarm for something. I'm always like, wake me up in 15 minutes and mm-hmm. it'll do like, it. Wait, that's that's my go-to. Like send, we'll send an email on Halloween. Like, no, oh, no, no, no. Okay, no, no, no. All right, stop it. All right, let's talk about the choice. And this is an episode where, like, the uh, the specter, not the Harvey specter, of mm-hmm, the return mm-hmm. of Daniel Hardman is looming large. And this is giving me, like, some succession vibes, especially, like, a late-game succession of, okay, at some point, the board of Pearson Hardman could have a vote, and they need to vote between Jessica and... And Daniel and Jessica needs to shore up all of her votes. And so we got to make sure everybody's feeling good about Jessica versus Daniel Hardman. But Daniel Hardman is going out and giving a lot of gifts to folks. He's playing the social game, you know, trying to, uh, you know, grease some, uh, what is it, grease some wheels or something like that, you know, yeah. trying to just trying to make sure that everybody knows that he's back. He's here to play, uh, play the, the game above board. He's a nice guy. And that if he decides to make a move for managing partner, they could support him. Now, Jessica, she normally would be in a pretty good position for this kind of thing. But um, Harvey's not loved by a lot of the partners and a lot of the different uh, departments that deal with Pearson Hartman. I mean, he has enemies all over the place, it seems. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of enemies. People hate Harvey's guts. Also, that the ep- last episode ended with Rachel uh, get or Mike finally hearing Rachel's voicemail message and his stick to phone. And so then... There was a regular phone. Regular phone. A regular phone. Regular phone. Yes. Yes. Okay. And he's finally going to have the chance. Okay, the coast is clear. Mike and Rachel finally can live happily ever after uh, for about like five minutes in this episode. Oh, I'm so happy it didn't last long. <laughs> I'm, I'm not anti-Mike and Rachel, but it's so cute. It's so adorable. It's just like, uh, I really was enjoying the suits aspect of suits and uh, the Mike-Rachel relationship thing. It is just going to take me out of it a little bit because I'm really invested in this Daniel mm-hmm. Hartman drama. And so to see Mike kind of, yeah. oh, Rachel, I like you so much. Oh, my God, we need to kiss. Why don't yeah. we go on a date? Like, okay, I'm over it. You know, you and I have been very much like, you know, plot, 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 plot. And we haven't stopped down too much to talk about just like the vibes of Suits. But let's do mm-hmm. like a little check in here. Here we are at the start of season two. I have to say. Uh, I love all of the, my favorite thing about Suits is the characters. Uh, I love Mm -hmm. all of the characters. I love all of their interactions with one another. Um, You know, the the case of the week, you know, uh, like the business of every single like episode is um, like, I'm I'm a little bit like whatever, but I think that my, (laughs) the Mike and Rachel relationship is probably my least favorite part of the show. Not to say it's bad or I'm grossed out or, you know, like if you've been listening to me podcast for a long time, you know that I'm famously anti-schmoopy talk. I am mm-hmm. anti-Jim and Pam. I liked both Jim and Pam separate and I did not like Jim and Pam as a couple together. And I feel like I, I am feeling similarly, not as strongly yet, I, I like both Mike and Rachel separately, love Mike and Harvey, but Ra- Rachel separately, Rachel and Donna, great, great, great. But Rachel and Mike is like, it's, it's a, li- a little bit schmoopy. 
It is. I apologize to the listeners. We're, I know we're getting dragged on Reddit right now for Rob's hot takes. Uh, I know that. The, Are these uh, hot takes? Mike, I have no idea. I've stayed off of look, Suits Reddit. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. I, I stay off of Reddit in general, but I might have to get in there. And People just cal- stand like, calm the Mike waters. and Rachel or the OTP. I mean, Listen, I just feel like anytime you have a, a will they, won't they relationship in season one that finally comes to fruition, you're going to get a lot of people who latch on to it. Now, I'll agree. Um, this is not my favorite storyline right now, um, mostly because, like you said, it's so swoopy, but it's so simpy as well. Like, Mike, stand up. Rachel, stand up. Like, y'all y'all like each other. That's cool. Yeah. But y'all swear this is the first relationship either of you have ever been in that this is the only relationship that ever mattered in life. Mike's... All doing all this moping around i I don't know so and for me yeah far be it for me to come and try to drag you know one of rachel's public relationships because i don't i Mm. don't want to be that guy i'm just saying that it's not my that there are many other aspects of suits that i am loving and sort of like the the soap opera of mike and rachel will they won't they i know it's only season two but uh, it's not my yeah. favorite thing so far. It's very soapy right now. It's just the like, oh my God, we've been waiting so long to get to each other. And now we can finally be together. We're this star-crossed like, lovers. Right. I'm like, okay, that's boring. You know, like, let's spice it up. Let's get some drama going. And so that's that's what we need here. Um, but we, yeah, we'll see that Mike is very excited about this uh, potential new relationship to the point where he can't really figure out how to tell Rachel that he wants to be with her. So he just kisses her in the middle of the office. I'm like, that's... Damn. This is inappropriate. This mm-hmm. is a little inappropriate. You yeah. don't think? Just look... He got the message and she got the message. And so nothing is uh, stopping in their way. I guess since we're already on Mike and Rachel, like uh, let's, about, let, let's just let's just keep going with Mike and Rachel. So, you know, um, with Mike and Rachel, OK, finally, they're going to they're going to talk. I got your message about the kiss. Uh, they debate who rocked whom's world. Mm-hmm. I think Worlds that will rock on both sides. Yeah, I could officially say I think that Rachel rocked Mike's world more than Mike rocked Rachel's world. I think the first kiss, Mike's world was definitely rocked. But I think he returned the rocking when his kiss, when he kissed back on this episode. You know, like the initial one, it did. If this world's a rocking. Right. Don't come a knocking. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he, uh, I think that first time, uh, it really did throw his life into disarray. I mean, th- think about it. He had a girlfriend. He, he now broke it up with that girlfriend. He had a best friend. He no longer has a best friend anymore. He also had a secret. That's out too. Rachel destroyed this man's life. I mean, dang, maybe the... Never mind. I was going to say something about uh, the the Harry and Meghan truthers, but I'll leave them out of this. But um, I'm just saying, points were made. This uh, woman came in, kissed him, and then uh, this world's been turned upside down. Uh, he was managed to clean it up a little bit, but then he goes and kisses her too. Mm-hmm. And so now she is like, okay, let's do it. Are, are we in it or not? And that's when he reveals, yeah, him and Jenny have broken up. And so now he has uh, free reign to do whatever he wants. And that includes date Rachel. Yeah. And so that they're have they're talking about ground rules and they get into like they're going on a date and your place or mine. And it's like, you know, again, just get to get into like the like middle school nature of uh, this relationship. Like these two people have just kissed. Like, that's it. Mm -hmm. Like, this is like we're getting into like all of this, like uh, define the relationship like. Yeah, they 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 are moving very quickly. It's very clear that they're doing the 
Yeah, well, I mean, listen, the flirting has been going on for so long that now they're like, okay, but are we, are, do we, so we go together right now. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, look, can y'all go out on a couple dates first? I mean, yeah. I get that y'all. Can we hold place. hands? I don't know. Right, right. Well, Rachel's like, uh, I have to so ask my grandma first. Right. No, no, Rachel's ready to take this to the next level. There's a moment where she says, you know, like, first of all, let's establish some ground rules. You're not coming to my place. I'm not going to your place. And Mike's like, whoa, I was I was just talking about like ground rules in the office. I didn't I wasn't talking about sex. And she said, Oh, really? Why not? Because I potentially could be talking about sex too. Next thing you know, they go on a date, they have a good time, and she's like, So my place? Mm-hmm. And Mike is the one who's like, no, let's slow down. Let's do this the right way. I really want to court you, and I really want you to court me, and I want us to be like, bruh, just come on. <laughs> Y'all know what's up? Mm-hmm. Move on. Mm-hmm. Let's get let's get the show on the road, Rob. I'm yeah. just saying, I'm not, don't rush into nothing. If come you on. listen to this, don't take this as like advice to go rushing into anything. But it's clear what we're getting into here. Just let's move it along for the storyline. Yeah. Okay. We uh, find out about Rachel has been arrested. Yeah, she's been arrested, but she won't tell Mike why. And mm-hmm. she also, one of her other ground rules is that uh, she won't talk about her past relationships uh, that she's had um, for a reason that we find out later on has to do with her dating another associate. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we'll get back to that. Okay. So Mike is going to talk to Harvey and he's going to tell Harvey, I need to tell Rachel that I'm a fraud. Which and is Harvey, ridiculous. Yeah. Rightfully, is like, why? <laughs> yeah. Why would, why would you tell a person you're dating anything? First of all, yeah, <laughs> Team Harvey. Why would you? <laughs> why would you tell them anything, any aspect of your life? Harvey is a international man of mystery, as we know, and so I get why he is so private, or you know, or that's his whole persona. Mike is much less uh, private, but I still think this is a, the wrong move. You're moving very, very quickly. Again, you are. You and Rachel have been on one official date as single people, and. You're already ready. Okay, yeah. I got to tell her this this life-altering secret that just ruined my friendship and my um my relationship, my last relationship. And I have to tell you this right now um after one day. It just mm-hmm. mm, I feel like you could slow down, maybe yeah. read the room a little bit, see how gauge her opinion about what that would look like before you try to make this move. And Harvey I feel like is in the right. He's like, "You know what? Date Rachel or don't. I don't care." But don't tell her the secret. And yeah. f- for me, like Mike doesn't, he, he is like not seemingly struggling with the actual showing up at Pearson Hardman, taking his paycheck, doing law work. Like it would be one thing if like this pr- presented itself like in Mike's, in Mike's work of like, I can't go and like, uh, you know, in good faith and make, you know, the work with these clients pro bono, knowing that I'm not a real lawyer. Like he has no sort of like moral gray area with that. But like, oh, I have to tell my girlfriend that I'm not a real lawyer. Like she's not even your girlfriend yet. You just <laughs> right. you just kissed once. Dear God. Grow up, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Why is your moral compass coming so hard? Like, right now, you had no no issue bullying the, the, the young lady about the book signing and stuff like that. Like, oh, like she, she just... He none. Just, none at none. all. None. You don't... You're not even a lawyer. You're like, don't you ever threaten my goddamn law firm again. You don't even work there. <laughs> they don't know you. But like, Sir, and you're a bottom yeah. wrong associate at best. Stop it. Yeah. But... No, but you know, is, I can't this keep this secret part. from from my this woman I'm seeing. I have I to I have to tell her everything. Lie. What team Harvey on I can't have a relationship built on a lie, Rob. 
you yeah. know, like not Mike, not Mike Ross, the 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 person who was friends with Trevor, the drug dealer, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. Yeah. Um, okay. And ultimately, you know, Mike is told by Harvey, you got to do, you look, there's, there's no wiggle room here. Uh, and, you know, Mike is pouty. He's like, well, why do, why do you do whatever you want, despite what Jessica says, but I have to listen to you. Yeah. And then he's like, and Harvey, you're old and single too. Look yeah. at you, 35 and maybe 40 dating women still. Blah. I don't really be like you. If I was Harvey, I think I'd, at this point I'd be like, get out, get yeah, out. Just go. Just go. Just go. Just go. I what are you going to do? You're going to tell Jessica about this? She already knows. What's your leverage? Yeah. You're going to go tell Lewis go, about this? You're going to go to page you go six? Out. Right. You're going to get arrested. Out. Get arrested. Go, go, yeah. And go to hell. You know, like it was just like, it was very personal. And it's like very obvious why Harvey's doing this. This is the most dangerous thing that you could do because we just saw the dissolution of one of your lifetime friendships ending with somebody airing this out. You barely know, Rachel. If she gets mad at you, how do you know she's not going to go air it out? She just quit like a couple weeks ago yeah. to go work to go work somewhere else with secrets. I'm just saying, like, bruh, it, Mike, stand up. It's, yeah. it's so annoying. All right. So Mike and Rachel, they go and meet out on this. Uh, they have a meetup, and it's something that he needs to tell Rachel. I, I noticed in this scene, I think this was the first time that we've seen in two seasons of Suits that it's raining. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, set the mood. Yeah, it, it makes sense for it to be right. And so, yeah. uh, first first time that we've had any sort of uh, bad weather or a cloud in the sky in suits, and so he meets up with Rachel and tells her something I need to tell you. So I heard that you dated Colin McCarthy, and then he got fired a couple months later. Son of a bitch, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, that Colin McCarthy ruined everything. No, yeah. I, I think. You know, this is obviously Mike's way of getting out of this relationship. He tries to let her down gently. Uh, and he says that because Colin and you dated and then Colin's work life basically balanced through, was thrown off. And then you broke up with him. And then he, you know, he started doing horrible work mm-hmm. uh, because he was so miserable because, yeah. you know, once you pop, your fun can't stop. And so then they uh, they fired him. And so yeah. he doesn't want that to happen to him. I refuse to get fired for this relationship, Rachel. So, yeah, I this mean, is it. This look, the end of it. that when has a man in good standing lost his position because he started dating Rachel okay yeah never never and this is like we we should not look at the the words of the life of Colin mm-hmm. to decide how to how to judge this and Rachel does the most ridiculous thing that I could and I would I would have never first saw this coming from her she says oh I know what this is you think you're too good for me. I'm like, Mike Ross? Yeah. Mike Ross thinks he's too good. That's, girl, you don't know him. Yeah. Y'all don't know now, each other. Rachel, it's your turn. Stand up. Stand <laughs> that, up. That, that, oh, oh, I get it. You're out of my league. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ma'am. This, no, he is not. Stop it. You know nothing about this man. You know nothing. Let this go. Both of you need yeah. to, They both need their ass whooped. Yeah, I was like, y'all are embarrassing yourselves. Are you not embarrassed? <laughs> that was so random. Like you, you just think you're too good for yes. me, big hotshot lawyer. You're the first year associate. Grow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we did not really <laughs> uncovered Rachel's self esteem issues. I guess she's a bit struggles with test taking. I don't know if this is related. But yeah, she's like, I'm just a lowly paralegal. No, no hotshot lawyer in training would ever want to be with me. I'm mm-hmm. just rich and beautiful, and I'm yeah. smart, and, <laughs> and I have a corner office. But whatever. Yeah. And. <laughs> This is a little bit of a trope I've noticed on the show is that a lot of conversations that could be like talk through more end abruptly as like Rachel just like, oh, OK, I get it. I see how it is. I'm out of here. Like, no, 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 mm-hmm. Rachel, come back. 
Come back, Rachel. Ne- they never say goodbye. They never <laughs> say goodbye. Not one scene does the person say, all right, I've got to go by. Every conversation is, and you're goddamn right it is. And it just walks out the room where you better no, make it happen. No, no, I still have more to say. <laughs> right. It's like, no, but, but, but. I've heard no. enough, Mike. Yeah. Slams door. No, or, or Jessica just walks off into the distance. You know, I was just like, somebody just have a real conversation. But nope, mm-hmm. Rachel is convinced this man is too good for her. He thinks he's too good for her. Mm-hmm. And so she'll never live up to Mike Ross's expectations for a partner. Uh, so now she's single again. Okay. All right. So that's the Mike and Rachel of it all. It started off so good and ended uh, so poorly. That's why we can't have nice things. It's really why we can't have nice things. Just, <laughs> look, that's why y'all shouldn't rush into this relationship. Get mm-hmm. to know each other a little bit better first. And you would know very quickly that Mike Ross has nothing to offer you, Rachel, except um, personality, charisma, mm-hmm. low riz. That's it. <laughs> Let's talk about what's going on uh, with Harvey in this storyline. And so we mentioned how Daniel Harvey is uh, coming back into the mix. He's doing all sorts of things. He's uh, redesigning the office he's got this omelet bar going that i mean uh mike ross is eating up pineapple like uh, he's never had it before and so everybody is just getting one over from uh daddy harvey yeah sorry i'm sorry daddy yeah, sorry, hardman hardman harvey, harvey. <laughs> daddy i haven't, harvey is I haven't had to say Har- <laughs> harvey hardman yeah usually yeah, from daddy yeah. harvey today yeah it's normally. like he's like absentee daddy harvey this is daddy hardman it's true. Daniel Hartman has come in and he's making his presence known. Randomly doing construction on his office in the middle of the day without telling Jessica was a power move. Yeah. Also, having her tea set removed and put it into his office is also a power move. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just like uh, coming in and letting her know that I'm back. But he's also trying to do it in the most subtle way. And so Jessica sees this coming a mile away and she said, look, we got to go sh- like uh, sure up some votes here in case, you know, it comes down to me versus Daniel. I need you to go use your relationships, Harvey. Who are you good with? And Donna tells us that Harvey's not good with anybody. Mm-hmm. Real estate hates him. Contracts hates him. Mergers hates him. Uh, he's fine in like one other area. But bankruptcy is like uh, the people who they need to really be working on. And so they have to go <sighs> court a man named Paul Porter with yeah. a bow tie. But does this track that everybody hates Harvey? I mean, all Harvey uh, does uh, is uh, all he does is win, win, win. Everybody no hates what. him. Yeah, uh, I think so. I think Donna points out that nobody likes Harvey because he's always right. And it's not like in a humble like, oh, you know, thank you for helping me, Harvey. Right. It's a I hear what you want to do, but I'm going to do it the right way, which is my way all the time. And I'm going to win despite knowing that your way would have been fine too and that it probably would have worked and that I could have let you fail and live your life and have your own pride, but I'd rather step all over you and win. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's very, very flashy and it just doesn't uh, play well with all the different departments. Yeah. And so, yeah, they need to go win over Paul Porter, who, to be fair, hates Jessica too. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And Paul Porter, that he is working on this real estate deal that I guess that he had hired this contractor to work on renovating this building. And the guy is just way, way, way over budget. And so what uh, Paul would like is for this whole thing just to go into bankruptcy. Yes. Go into bankruptcy. But Harvey is not that kind of guy. Harvey is like, no, wait. There probably is a way we can fix this. Paul's very clear. 
I don't really want you to fix it. I kind of just want you to let this to go to, uh, to bankruptcy. So first we see Harvey trying to court Paul on the golf course. And he's just like, you know, let me go talk to the client. I'll try to smooth things over. No worries, Paul. And then and then, and then, then I'm sure you'll be ready to vote for Jessica. Uh, but then later on when he goes to talk to the client, he has other ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This Paul uh, Porter seemed very familiar, but I'm looking at his IMDb. I don't know where I would have known him from. Oh, no, I don't know that man. Mm -hmm. I've, I've never seen that man in my life. Uh, I did think it was interesting, though, that when they were out uh, and they were trying to, you know, Harvey was trying to make this play. He did say that uh, Paul Porter, he, you won't be meeting with Harvey on the golf ring. You'll be meeting with Fred Couples. Are mm -hmm. you a Fred Couples guy? You know him? I am not a Fred Couples guy. Um, I am, So uh, Harvey does have those connections. I thought that... Um, you were going to go talk about how when Harvey goes to be, meet with the builder, uh, he talks about, hey, sometimes, you, you know, Peyton Manning is your quarterback and then he gets injured and you start the season 0-13. I mean, it happens. Uh, life life like that happens. Sometimes your, your star quarterback who, you know, was once an MVP gets hurt and then your season goes to hell. Uh, but, mm -hmm. yeah. um, but but, but Harvey was that the is, year? Is this is this the year that Peyton Manning like uh like had like the neck surgery and then um that they ended up uh going over for the year? Uh, I believe so. I believe it was very like yeah. a very topical reference. <sighs> yeah, I think um, so. I think that they must have. Uh, yeah. So the 2012 Indianapolis Colts have uh, Andrew Luck as their quarterback, and so uh, mm -hmm. I think that maybe the 2011 Colts uh, were the Colts that uh, Peyton Manning ended up going in Ofer, and they traded him after the season. Yeah, he two got and fourteen like record 20, for the 2011 yeah. Indianapolis Colts. A timely yeah. football reference. Yeah, and Andrew Luck uh, definitely did what needed to be done. He got he got out of there when he well the getting was good. Uh, but yes, this this person he's talking to his name is Tom, and he does not want to go uh, file for bankruptcy. He actually is like, look, I'm the type of person that when the chips are down and the claim is on the line, and we've are even if we've already like secured the victory. I'm not taking a knee, baby. I'm throwing a Hail Mary. And, and uh, I'll be like, mm -hmm. I guess you could do that, but you really don't need to, you know? And so I think this kind of talk is what wins Harvey over. He appreciates the bravado. Yeah. So uh, they need to go to see the banks and maybe work on like restructuring the debt that's owed. And uh, the woman who is the banker here, she's like, listen, sir. This is not 2007. We don't play willy-nilly with uh, the financial system anymore. This is this is like uh, this system is made out of solid stone. This uh, financial system here, it's yeah. 2012. It's 2012. We change things. We don't do things like we used to. But he's they're basically he's she's basically saying, look, we're not giving you a loan off of uh, you know, your your good graces and you know, our report. We're like, this is a big loan and you don't have the money. You just do not have the money to back this. Mm -hmm. So I'm sorry, we will not be assisting you. Yeah. Which is bad news because they really need this if Harvey's plan is gonna work. Yeah. And so that Harvey is, you know, for whatever reason that he feels good about what the builder is doing and does not want to go along with what Paul wanted to do, which was to get this case into bankruptcy. That's what Jessica signed him to do. Go uh, give Paul what he wants. But Harvey ends up uh, taking this one on his own. And uh, Paul is getting really pissed off uh, that he's telling Harvey like, hey, um, you know, what happened to the bankruptcy? And Harvey says, you know what Freddie Couples told me about you? Yeah. 
Yes, she said your game is too cautious. It's part of your personality. There's nothing you could do about it. Yeah, your game's too cautious. Fred Couples told me you suck. Game. Yeah, he said he said you're weak because your game is too cautious. But you're not weak because your game is too cautious. You're weak because your life is too cautious. Like, oh, Harvey, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Paul's like, look, be that as it may, you're going to make him sign these papers because mm-hmm. you might not like me and Jessica might not like me, but I'm sure da- Daniel Hardman is going to be a big fan of mine if you don't make this thing happen. And Harvey's like, is that a threat? And he's like, no, nah, I don't make threats. I just do what I do. I said, oh, he got him back. Like, I was like, ah. Pa, 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 pa. Like, I, I mean, I stand. Yeah. I, that was a good burn. I take that one and put it in my pocket. <laughs> All right. And we find out also that uh, we do some like uh, research. It turns out that the bank is also like motivated. I think they're trying to like move their headquarters into this building from uh, what Mike ends up uh, learning about this. That they're trying to leverage this foreclosure. And so mm-hmm. Harvey is feeling like more like, okay, well, we can't give them what they want. No, we can't do that. The bank didn't give us what we wanted, so we can't give them what they want. The bank has these shareholders that are looking for their, corp- their new corporate location. And of course, with this foreclosure on Madison or 25, or at least uh, this bankruptcy, it'll make the real estate you know, in that area a lot more attractive to the bank. Mm-hmm. And so Harvey's like, so you wouldn't be doing that you know, to get a better deal, would you? Mm-hmm. And so this is good yeah. for Harvey, but not great for Paul. Yeah, and Jessica's like, Harvey, what the freaking hell? Shut this down. I gave you one job. One I job. I told you, go do bankruptcy. Yeah. She, no, her actual, <laughs> her actual task for Harvey was to go court Paul. Mm-hmm. Be friends with Paul. Go be nice to Paul. I don't give a damn what Paul wants you to do, but you need to do it to where Paul likes you. That's the goal here. This was a popularity contest. And I asked you to go do one thing for me and you couldn't do it. We ultimately see that Harvey cannot. He goes and he wins this thing for uh, the client. Uh, Tom is able to make Madison 25 happen. And Paul gets to pretend that he's happy, but he is not. He is pissed. And yeah, rightfully so. He had, you know, he asked Harvey for his help. Harvey basically spat in his face and said, okay, I don't need your help or your vote. And Mm -hmm. now Jessica's the one who's left out to dry. Yeah. Um, so ultimately, uh, how, how do we end up with uh, resolving this deal? Because uh, that Harvey's still going to do what he wants. Yeah, Harvey does and does what he wants. His ego won't allow him to take the L here. And so he goes and Paul, Paul even went to Jessica and just like, Jessica, just so you know, just so we're clear, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. And it does look like Harvey's about to do what Harvey does and go win this thing. And I did not ask him to do that. So Figure out a way to make Harvey listen, but he just doesn't. This whole episode, Harvey is uh, going rogue. And so um, eventually, when he goes and brings in Tom to let him down gently, Harvey gives him the opposite news. And Paul looks disgusted at the whole thing. So the next day, it seems that Jessica is ready to get rid of Harvey. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like he's on the way out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's a good line where then the contractor says to Harvey, he's like, Oh, wow, Harvey, I can't believe it. Like, uh, I won't forget this. And Paul's like, yeah, neither will I. Yeah, this is ominous, but it's true. You mm-hmm. know, uh, again, you had one job. Make Paul like you. Make Paul like Jessica. Yeah. Paul, who kind of seems like he doesn't like her because she's a woman. And at one point he says, uh, oh, wait, Daniel's back. He's going to send Jessica back into the kitchen. I said, oh, my God, Paul. Um, and so like, where did that come from? So, you know, this is not going to help. You know, like, Jessica, you can't even keep you can't even keep Harvey in line just like a woman. It's like, ah, 
you know, <laughs> and so um, so Jessica calls Harvey out. It's like, I ask you to do me one favor. I can't, I'm learning now that I cannot trust you. I am this this firm is under attack, and you are doing everything but helping me. And Harvey's like, but why? I won. Why? Yeah. Get over. I won. And that was it's great, right? I yeah. won. She's like, no, that's not what I wanted. Yeah, Jessica really dresses him down. Uh, she's like, uh, you just ensured that voting partner is never going to vote with me. I always thought that you were my greatest strength, but it turns out that you're my greatest liability. And he's like, but I won. No. And then he realizes, wait a minute. Maybe this isn't about Paul, which I still think it's about Paul. Mm-hmm. But but Harvey's like, this is about Mike Ross. You still hate him. You're, you're mad still because what happened? She's like, you're goddamn right. I was like, oh she's mad mm-hmm. um but yeah she's yeah. still mad she doesn't like that harvey has been going behind her back and doing this slick stuff and then he's being disobedient as well she hates him and she feels like at the end of that confrontation she says like i am alone in this yeah and so what does harvey do to go make amends he brings her the tea set brings the tea set and you you're not alone uh, uh harvey apologize just <laughs> once Apologize to somebody but, not named Donna. But so Daniel Hardman took the tea set out of the office of Jessica, put it in his office. Harvey went in Daniel Hardman's office and wheeled it back. Yeah. He did. <laughs> like, this is very petty. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Jessica, I got you this tea set. It's and back. she's like, she's like, put it over there. And then that was their way of apologizing, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. And her accepting his apology. I was like, that's not good enough. Yeah. A couple of other things that we need to touch on from this episode. You know, when we're talking about Mike and Rachel, uh, that I yada yada over, Mike talks to Donna about this. What did Donna, what what do I do? And Donna talks a little bit about how um, her relationship, uh, and you need to tell, uh, you need to, you know, uh, you can't tell Rachel the truth. Yes. So what happens here is that Mike is throwing his little pity party. He's like, Harvey always gets to tell me what to do. And I never get to tell Rachel all my secrets. What is going on, Donna? This isn't fair. And I was like, sit down. You listen to me, damn it. He put his job on the line to save you. And Mike's like, what? Why? But I didn't think he cared about people. Now I have to care about him. And now I can't tell Rachel my secrets. She's like, you're right. You cannot. He's like, but how will I go on? You know, like, how do we even work together after something like this? So, so tender, so sensitive happened between us. Like, how do we move forward? And Donna's kind of like tearing up a little bit. Like, you just do. You just do. do. It can work. You got to push through. And I'm like, Donna, what you talking about? (laughs) Yeah. Rob, Rob, what's she talking about? Well, she, she told Rachel that her and Harvey had never had a thing, but this certainly seems to fly in the face of that. How, you know, it's Harvey. Uh, you think what it's, it's Lewis? Lewis? <laughs> I don't think it's Lewis. I mean, could be Daniel Hartman. Yeah, Maybe I Donna's the other so. woman. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, were you surprised by this random moment? Because it did feel random based off of what we've seen between Harvey and Donna thus far. Aside from the can opener, we haven't had any reason to believe that there's anything that really happened between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that they do have like a good rapport, uh, but, you know, definitely has uh, me thinking about some things. I mean, they have a long history. I mean, I guess it's sort of like uh, what are the chances that Harvey has been spending the last, you know, 15 years with one woman and they didn't have a thing at some point? Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
That's true. There's probably the, the odds are probably stacked against Harvey for sure. But this is interesting because we know that Donna has been getting, you know, involved in the Rachel and Mike relationship kind of through her friendship with Rachel. Um, but now she's able to give Mike some words of wisdom about how feelings just go away eventually. Mm-hmm. And so um, I guess it's for us to figure out if that's something that, you know, maybe we get some more backstory about yeah. later on. Um, I'd be interested to see it. And there is some fun Lewis stuff in this episode also that Lewis is sort of like uh, left out of everything that's going on. He wants to know about all of the gossip. You know, Daniel Hardman is could have a, a key ally here in Lewis, who is, you know, always disgruntled about how Harvey is the favorite and is, um, you know, getting all of the attention from Jessica. Um, we end up seeing how, you know, uh, Lewis is going to, uh, like, uh, be trying to get some gossip. Donna needs some information from him. Donna ends up having to go flirt with Lewis to go and, uh, get, uh, some information about the banks and Lewis, uh, ends up trading it for one detail on the K on one piece of gossip. Yeah. He wants to know what went down between, uh, Pearson and Hardman, you know, what, what, like why are Jessica and Daniel at each other's throats or, you know, because he needs to know where his loyalty should lie. He goes, he's very clear about, I don't know who I work for. Chain of command is very important to me. You can't be Littlefinger if you don't know who's at the top, you know? And so uh, he's like, what's, where do I go? What do I, what am I doing here? What's my motivation? And so uh, eventually he does get that information from Donna, at least a little bit. Uh, but then he also goes on a date mm-hmm. and this is not a regular date. He, it feels like a regular date at first. I was like, okay, Lewis, what you out here doing? You out here moving? You out here moving fast, sir? But uh, no, he uh, he actually goes on a like a like a dinner like date a or whatever with this guy with a recruiter. Yeah, and he's like a like a corporate uh, like a uh, re- recruiter for lawyers or something like that, or like a business manager. I don't know. But he's telling Lewis like you know, um, they the said lit nothing on. and nobody. Right, couldn't be me. Wouldn't allow that to happen mm-hmm. to me. You. You might want to move on to something different. Have you tried something new? And it's very sexy. This conversation is very... I was like, oh, y'all, y'all about to do something, Lewis? And he's like, you're trying to seduce me. I was like, Lewis, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, yeah, um, I am. You know, you could probably look for a different place of business. I would never do like Pearson Hardman. I was like, okay, Lewis is out here trying to make some business moves. Yeah. So... Yeah. Ultimately, Lewis is like getting ready. He's like going to try to resign. It seems like and he can't get Jessica's attention because uh, she's always distracted, which may speak to the reason why Lewis wants to resign in the first place. But then Lewis ends up getting a present from Daniel Hardman. It's the Dictaphone 5000. How did he know? How did he know? Jessica's paying him dust and then uh, Daniel Hardman's giving him gifts. Uh, look, there's somebody losing this uh, this battle, you know, this political battle right now. And it's, it's definitely not Daniel Hardman. Um, do you think Jessica is catching on that uh, she is losing grasp of no. Lewis Lit? She's got too much going on. And yeah. Lewis is now ready to like, uh, he wants the office like perfect for when Daniel Hardman comes. Which was a shady, shady slug. I thought that was a good move, though. He's like, uh, Jessica, you, th- these walls are taupe now the way Daniel wanted them. Right. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh. Uh, yeah, they are. She's like, she's just making sure for when Daniel gets back, you know, my boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think Jessica's catching on at that point. Yeah. Okay. And that is Suits season two, episode two. A good episode. Yeah. 
I thought so. I thought so for sure. Um, you know, we got a little tension between uh, Harvey and Mike, which, you know, Donna might have fixed. But now we've got questions about Donna and Harvey and what their past might have been like. What's next from uh, Mike and Rachel? If there's anything next to Mike and Rachel, is Lewis jumping ship? Is mm-hmm. he just going to, you know, plant his flag with Daniel Hardman or is he going to take his business elsewhere? It's a lot of questions to be answered, but we got a lot more suits to cover. Yeah, we talked about a couple episodes ago how Queen was catching strays from Harvey. Here it's Bruce Mm. Springsteen, which catches strays from Lewis, that Daniel Hardman is taking all of the associates to Madison Square Garden to see Bruce Springsteen. Lewis is not interested. He doesn't want to go see an octogenarian play. Now, for the record, Bruce Springsteen is only 73 years old now. I mean, Bruce mm-hmm. Springsteen was a spry like 60 at the time this episode happened. Yeah, Lewis, where do you get off? Where do you get <laughs> off admonishing the name of Bruce Springsteen? Mm-hmm. You're like, you think I want to spend an evening with a bunch of douchebag associates at a concert given by goddamn octogenarian? I was like, dear God. Mm-hmm. You know, hates- I have some respect for the 80-year-olds of the world. Hates Bruce Springsteen. Okay. Or, or he hates them. <laughs> yes. Chappelle, who gets the Liddy in this episode? Mm, this is a tough one. Uh, Harvey does not get the lead. No. I'm sorry. No. He completely went off the rails. He, like, he you know. And not he was, Mike he was either. Bad. And not Mike either. Mike, this was an L for Mike. Uh, an L for Rachel. She got dumped. Mm-hmm. Does Does Lewis get the Liddy? Is it the <laughs> Lewis Liddy today? Just by, like, process of elimination? He might have to. I mean, Daniel Hardman is mostly off screen throughout the, uh, all of the episode. Daniel Harbin can never get Donna is like trading some information. Donna's trading information. We also learned something about her past, but she didn't seem too happy about it. But she's fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd say maybe Donna. Let's give it to Donna this time. Okay. Um, You know, look, Donna, the way Donna wins the Liddy is just to not like to let everybody else fail around her. That's how Donna gets the Mm -hmm. Liddy. If everybody else messes up, we just give it to Donna eventually. Okay, that's fine. And that's really like how Donna operates. Uh, she picks up the pieces. All right, let's take some feedback questions from our listeners. Of course, go to suitspodcast.com slash feedback and we'll get into some of your questions. Uh, let's see. How about a question about the dictaphone? Um, David Schwartz says, is a dictaphone basically just a podcast that no one else hears? Would Lewis have a podcast on suits if it was on nowadays? I think the purpose of the dictaphone is that eventually like his assistant has to listen to his podcast. So it's really like a podcast for one person. You could do that. You could definitely just start recording podcasts and telling Sam to listen to them later on. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, hey, I, I said a bunch of things today. Make sure they happen before tomorrow when I yes. see you again. Yes. Get me. That's, a, that's that, not bad. You know what? Actually, that's that is a good idea. I, yeah. I need that. No, for real. Yeah. I get you a dictaphone. I mean, yeah, can I just get like a dictaphone app? Oh, I bet they have that. Mm-hmm. They, they, yeah. they got the memo app, but I I think you need one specific to dictaphone. Right. This so the dictaphone app is basically like I record like my dictaphones and then uh, and but then they go all directly to Sam. Yeah, for sure. And he's the one who needs them the most, you know? Because uh, yeah, I just have to bury them like in that. podcasts, but then it could be so easy to then, mm-hmm. you know, I say them in podcasts and then he like uh, will put the say on Twitter that he heard it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this could be like yeah. take out like a lot of the middlemen. I, look, I'm just saying maybe we should, maybe we should address it. Yeah. Okay. Then got another voice, uh, a feedback question from David who wants to know, why do you think Rachel was arrested? I don't know. It's just, she. 
Rachel gives me like exciting vibes. She does like I, I, like you could tell Rachel at once. She she could be fun, you know. And so I'm thinking it probably is something you know very small, nothing nothing huge, but something you know just a, like a, like a little nice little fun crime, you know, not nothing crazy like uh, Mike mm-hmm. Ross style, you know, uh, fraud. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, like public indecency. Public intoxication, maybe you mm-hmm. know something quick. You know, a little twenty-four, uh, a little uh, overnight stay in in in, in lockup. You'll be all right. Skipping tomorrow. jury duty, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I don't think she'd ever do that. You know, okay. that's probably looks bad on your paralegal uh, resume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, was that foreshadowing when uh, they talked about how Harvey hated Queen, uh, the band, so much that that was like a like a Rachel wrote that line. It might have been foreshadowing, and uh, look, I I, I dragged Harvey. She's in like, oh yeah, head, Queen sucks. Uh, look, sometimes queens do suck, but the band Queen does not. I will say that. <laughs> All right, Angela wants to know: Have they considered that maybe Mike could actually go to college and law school and pass the uh, bar exam to be legit? So I guess I, I think it's hard to like go to like law school like online, right? You can you first of all, you can become a lawyer without going to law school. We actually got some insight into that on Twitter uh, from Jessica Frey. And fun fact in California, and I believe in New York, you can become an attorney without going to law school. Uh, Mike could have done that and taken the bar easily. Boom, attorney, because he's working at a law office. That being said, uh, they don't have that. Uh, well, then we don't have the show if, if he does it that way. I believe Kim Kardashian actually is going that route as well, right? She's never been to college to my okay. knowledge, but I believe she was training to be a lawyer as well. Um, so those things are possible. The problem here is that that does not, like, uh, it's kind of like the same situation with these with the CPA from a couple episodes ago. Yes, you can go back and now get credentials, but pri- everything prior to you getting your credentials doesn't count anymore. So I was like, if he goes to law school, they're going to be like, Mike Ross, didn't you already pass the bar exam? We have your scores. Mm-hmm. Also, Mike Ross, we have that you're already an attorney. Also, if you get a new degree that says you've gone to law school and passed the bar exam on these dates, what have you been doing these last eight years for Pearson and Hartman? You know, so I think that's the issue. You yeah. know, uh, and once he's uh, once he's in, he's in. Yeah. And so uh, he can get out and start a new career and do something else, but he can't go to law school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't think. I mean, yeah. I'm wrong. Who I guess knows? Harvey's like, I need him now. I guess the idea could be like, hey, we like the cut of this kid's jib. Let's send him to college. Let's send him to law school. And then you come back in eight years when you're you know, through with all your education. Yeah, but he'd have to go to get a bachelor's degree mm-hmm. and a master's degree or whatever, or, you know, maybe not a master's degree, but you got to get a bachelor's degree and then go go to law school at that point. Yeah. Um, and so that takes time. But and can't so, he, like, uh, Doogie Hauser it? I mean, if he can memorize every single book, like, could he just, just like, out? basically, like, hey, yeah, can I just, like, do get, like, uh, get all the credits in a weekend? No, that's not possible. Mm. <laughs> that's not possible. Colleges like to make money, first and foremost. <laughs> and so you cannot make money if you're not sitting in those But if Harvey foots the bill. Now, that's true. Like, he, could, he could probably get an honorary degree mm-hmm. if Harvey just wanted to pay for him a degree. But you, yeah. I don't think he could just like uh, test out of college. Okay. All right. And then one other piece of feedback uh, from uh, this is from Should Be Working uh, sent us a uh, note to say that uh, David Costable, who plays Daniel Hardman, has been on billions for a couple of seasons playing Wags, mm. uh, just trying to be a good associate air kiss. Okay. So thank you uh, for the update on Daniel Hardman. Uh, he seems like he would fit right in with billions. Yeah. I like, I like Daniel Hardman. Uh, I like the character I'm happy Daniel he's here. Hardman here. Yeah. 
Yeah, I do too. Um, I also have an update for you. Suits at Suits Pod on Twitter. We did our poll a couple of episodes ago about season uh, one, episode eleven, about who should get the Liddy, and Donna. Donna gets the Liddy over Lewis. I people believe love there Donna. was a that people love Donna, but it wasn't yeah. a runaway. You know, it was yeah. about uh, uh, Lewis got about forty percent. I got to mention to Patty also who keeps the spreadsheet that we need to be keeping track of the Liddy. Mm, keeping track of the lady before okay. it gets too late before it gets too late we're only what 14 episodes into this so we need to make sure we have a keep a running track of the lady because at the end of this we got to know who's got the most liddies yep got to okay all right Chappelle, we've got over 60 people so far uh in the firm on facebook go to suitspodcast.com slash facebook to uh, get into our facebook group we're having some fun over there uh anything else going on with you Nope. Good to go here. Okay. All right. So uh, be sure to uh, leave us your feedback and ratings at suitspodcast.com. Uh, Chappelle, where can people keep up with you? At SuitsPod on Twitter. And that will keep you, uh, you know, abreast of all the polls and the questions we're asking about our latest episodes of Suits. Okay. Chappelle, this was a really fun one. I think this might be my favorite uh, recap that we've done here of Suits to just to like to stop down and do like a little bit of like a temperature check. Yeah, no, this was a good time. And of course, we uh, have much more suits to come. And so uh, hopefully we get to have a lot more fun recaps like this moving forward. Okay, we'll see you back tomorrow for season two, episode three. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 